And let's pray again. All right? You pray with me this time. Lord Jesus, we ask your blessing today that uh, in the word that you have placed before us, we might see you. We might receive your spirit. And in receiving you, we might be changed to live for you with all that we are. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to switch gears. I was talking to the kids about the gospel, and they they do connect, but I want to spend some time talking about that second lesson, um, the lesson from Galatians for today. Um, It starts with uh, a good 4th of July message, right? Uh, For freedom, Christ has set us free, and we love that, uh, leading into uh, uh, a celebration of independence. But independence and freedom are not the same thing. Independence is what we often celebrate. It means being the ability to, to uh, do what you need to on your own, right? To be independent, to not rely upon, right? Independent means not dependent. That's, <laughs> that's what it means. Um, freedom is a different thing. Freedom is almost never independent. Freedom is almost always dependent. It's one of the things you will hear said often and shared on Facebook and social media all this week by Christians all over the place. Uh, Freedom is not free, right? It always comes with a cost. Sometimes that cost is paid by you, and sometimes that cost is paid by others, and sometimes it's paid by all of us most of the time. But it's never independent. For freedom, Christ has set us free. He has done what is needed for us to be free. And then Paul goes on to say, so don't let yourself be yoked again with a yoke of slavery. If Christ has set you free, don't go back. Don't go back to uh, a yoke of slavery that Christ has already broken for you. Well, There's a whole section in this lesson that we didn't read. And it's in that section that Paul talks about that yoke that was broken. For Paul, that's most clearly seen by the the covenant of circumcision. And so all of those verses in the middle there are about uh, circumcision and how because of Christ. Paul believed we don't need to worry about that anymore. That's not how we become part of God's family. It's because of what Christ has done, not because of what we do. That's what he was getting at. And so then he, said, then he goes on to where we pick it up again with, this, with the passage that we have all the way down to verse 13. So verses 11 through 12 are, are uh, a fun read if you like to see Paul angry. Um, and we can read that later, but I'm not going to comment on it today because we like to keep our kids in worship. Um, so um, th- I'll, that's enough of a teaser for you to actually look it up later. <laughs> So, verse 13, we get to that, and it says what? For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. Right? 
This is where our freedom message of our own culture gets really confused because when we talk about freedom here, what we usually talk about is now I can do whatever I want. And, uh, there's no, and, and so freedom from the consequences is what we really often look for. Um, that's what gets celebrated often in our culture. It's absolutely not what, what Christ's freedom is, and it's actually not even freedom. According to Paul's, Paul, that's why this list is here. It says those things have consequences. Christ didn't free you from those things. Christ didn't free you from the consequences of your actions. If you act like an idiot, you will be treated like an idiot. That's the way it goes. Um, if, if you do the wrong thing, there is a cost to that. It hurts you and others. It hurts our culture when we treat each other in ways that are not honoring and respectful and loving and kind. Those things, they have a cost, and Christ has not freed us from those costs. Paul makes that abundantly clear. He says all that stuff is the works of the flesh, and he lists off the whole laundry list, right? All these long words. The list of the, flat, and the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, faction, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and, don't, don't miss this, and things like these. <laughs> right? So you're not meant to go through that list and say, oh, well, I didn't do any of those things today, so I guess I'm good. Right? <laughs> I guess I'm good. I can do whatever else that's not... No, and things like these. What are things like these? They're things that are focused on myself and not on the good that I'm bringing. Paul says that is the yoke of slavery that Christ has set us free from. He set us free to to not be focused on I'm going to do what I want. Now, be honest, there's some things on that list that you want, aren't there? There are for me. There's some things on that list that I've done. I'm sure I'll do them again. And that's why that verse that comes a little bit later is so darn scary. Right? What does he say? He says, I am warning you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not enter the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Pardon me. Yikes. It's dangerous stuff, right? What's Paul getting at? He's already said it's not about what we do. So now how come it sounds like it's about what we do? So now come back to the title. Everything in moderation. Except. I've often said this. From the, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but when you were younger uh, and we were trying to get you to eat foods that you didn't like, we would often say, everything in moderation. <laughs> try, try some of this. Um, and, and that was a positive way to use this. But the way I hear this used more often is with things on the wor- list of the works of the flesh, right? And we say, well, I know I shouldn't do this, but 
everything in moderation. As long as I don't do too much of it, it'll be okay, right? Um, and so that's the, the negative way that I use this phrase often, but it's been a phrase that I've come back to over and over again in my life. It's been one that I know that I learned from my own parents, one that I passed on to my kids. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you've pro most of you have probably used it in one way, shape, or form at some point. It has a life in our culture. Everything in moderation, right? So, Paul says... This, when Paul is making his case here, it's actually the exact opposite of that phrase, isn't it? And it's not, but it's not entirely that way for that list of the works of the flesh. Paul knows. He talks about it in many other places, about how we will always struggle with these works of the flesh. We can't rid ourselves of them. We come back to them time and time again. We have this as part of us. It is our sin. And Christ has set us free from that, but we keep coming back into it. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. We don't want to go back into it. We will and so when he says, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, um, what we need to understand, the way that I would encourage you to understand that is not to think, because Paul doesn't think about the kingdom of God as being some place that you go after you've successfully navigated your life's path. We think about it that way. We think, if I live through this life and I do enough good and I, and I get it right, then uh, someday Christ will reward me by welcoming me into his kingdom. And we get to go through the pearly gates and say hey to Peter and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and, and it'll be great. And, and it's not that there isn't a heaven. There is a heaven. But that's not the way that heaven is described by Paul. Paul talks about the kingdom of God being present here now. And when we act in these ways, he says, we're not living in the kingdom. Do you see the difference? It's not a reward or a punishment for that, that God is, you know, checking the box. How many have you done? Right? It's when you act this way, you're not living in the kingdom. That's not part of what God does. Never does God do these things. And so when we do, we aren't living with Christ. That's what Paul wants us to see. It's why he, he puts it in the works of the flesh. We are living in our own strength when we do these things. And it's not Christ. And he says, and, and I would say, you know, these are where we should say, you know, Cut them out completely if you can, but we all know we aren't. So at least everything in moderation. It's not a bad word there. At least moderate it. At least say, I'm not going to go overboard with this because I know I, I, I fall, but I want to, but by the Spirit and the grace of God, I want to come back from that quickly. I don't want to dwell there. That's not where I want to live because I want to live in the kingdom. And the kingdom has nothing of this in it. By contrast, it's not the works of the flesh. Now it's the works of the Spirit. Are. 
Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, self-control. Those are the works of the Spirit, right? The fruits of the Spirit. What does Paul say? Against such things there is no law. He uses the word law. I wish that he would use the word limit because I think it's closer to what he's actually saying. God does not stop these things. That's what the the works of the flesh, there are all kinds of laws associated with the works of the flesh, aren't there? And, and what do those laws do? They limit how much you can do this, when you can do it, how you can do it, where this can happen. All of the laws are set up to limit that, to moderate it. Except when we go to the fruits of the Spirit, there is no moderation. It is abundant, wholehearted, everything all, all holds off. You can go for it with these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, self-control. Why? Because that's where Christ lives. That's the kingdom. And where these things are, Christ is present. And we don't need to hold that back. This is where the bridge to our gospel comes in, right? Because following Jesus means that we do that with everything we are at all times. Jesus sounds harsh when he says, let the dead bury their their own, right? He sounds harsh when he says no one who puts hand to the plow and turns back is fit. But the message is that it's not that you can't go back and say hello to your family. It's not that you can't have relationships with people other than Jesus. It's that those relationships will also be about following Jesus. And they will be colored with what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, and self-control. Because the Spirit directs it. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. Because Christ has set me free from me. To be who He makes me to be. And that's what my freedom is for. And when we understand it, we don't have to moderate it. And Christ just says, go for it. May we live in the freedom of Christ. And may He be quick to moderate our lack our enslavement, and our sin. Amen.